What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. This week, Brandon had something come up, so it's just going to be me and uh, Hunter Davidson from RedRaiderSports.com. We're going to be looking at the Kansas State loss and what happened there, and then what can we look forward to this week in Ames against Iowa State. So let's get to it. All right, what's up, everybody? We got Hunter Davidson joining me this week. Brandon Solis had something come up, so it's just going to be us two. Uh, I really think Brandon just wanted to get out of talking about Kansas State and Iowa State, if you ask me. But uh, but anyway, so uh, Hunter, what, what were your just general first impressions of Saturday and the the bleakness that it was? Yeah, I think I said everything on on Red Raider Sports or. Uh, posted all of my thoughts for the most part and uh, haven't really it's Monday I think when we win a little more eager to rewatch <laughs> and kind of look at stuff than yes. when we lose or when we don't really play well so I haven't haven't spent as much time as I maybe typically typically would but um we for the most part I played them and, we, and I, I sent you something earlier and it's success rate okay right. so first down it's it's fifty percent of the yards to gain. If if you get fifty or more, then it's a successful play. Second down seventy percent or more, and then third or fourth a hundred percent or more. And we dominated yeah on off on offense, and mm-hmm. we have like an eighteen play drive, just these long long sustained drives. And typically, the team that does well in this category scores a lot of points and wins the game. And um, we did not. We obviously and the chart I sent you, there's some like teams to the right of us. So the teams that were more successful than we were, weren't many of them. Maybe there were eight or nine. I think one of them lost and it was to a team that was also like to the right of us. It was Kentucky. And they just, they missed an extra point. That's why they lost. Right. I don't know. I didn't watch that game. I'm pretty sure they missed Uh, an extra point. That was the reason they lost. They're 0 and 2. That's, that's kind of an interesting game. They're playing each. That's going to be kind of a tough, really tough game for him to win. I think. Yes. Um, and so, but this is kind of a trend from last year too. We were uh, always near the top in success rate. Yeah. And it's not really translating to points. And um, I'd be curious to know specifically how, we, you know, if we played the perfect game on offense, either Wells or Yost, what would their breakdown, what, what would it look like in terms of, what would a, you know, how many long sustained drives would we have where we're just picking up successful play down the field mm-hmm. and how many would they want to see where we're averaging more than 10 yards per play? So which right. is like what most people consider an, ex, you know, quote unquote explosive drive to be. And what, you know, like what would that look like? Because we just, we don't have any explosive drives yeah. and never and have not, you know, since these in, in the past two years. Yeah. And, that is something you really need to do. You got to win to win games. You need to score the ball that way because yeah. it's just really hard to, to have 14 play drives and it's hard to score. It's hard to throw touchdown passes from inside the red zone. Yeah. And so that's then you end up kicking field goals and missing them. Right. Well, and that's what I pulled up the first half drive chart and it's turnover on downs for them. And, you know, we get the ball and all week, you know, I'm thinking they can't cover us. You know, the middle of the field is going to be wide open and, and, you know, the offense doesn't attack either one of those things. And so we end up punting, getting it blocked, which leads to a touchdown. But then, like you said, we have a 14-play drive that only goes 50 yards, <laughs> which seems yeah, hard to do, miss a field goal. Then the next, you know, then we punt again. And then our next drive after that is 12 plays, 58 yards, and another missed field goal. And so, yeah, I mean, it goes – I think if you were to ask Yost, and, you know, I've watched – you know, almost all of their last year out Utah State. And it was, you know, that, you know, 14 and 12 play drives were rare. I mean, it was, you know, we'll run play for eight. You know, we're going to try to hit over the top for 25, you know, and it was, 
it, it was chunk plays. It was almost, you know, that's why they feel like they need to run to the line and get that quick, you know, handoff after a big play because they're expecting another big play right after that. And that just hasn't been the case since they've been here. Yeah. And it's in the, the flip side is when you're allowing those kind of drives so consistently, it's super hard to win football games. Yeah. And, and when you throw in like, uh, you know, not getting a lot of turnovers and special teams issues and just other general bad, bad luck, really bad, yeah. I mean, screwy type things happening to you, like botched onside kicks or basher, uh, both games potentially winning the game if he's an inch inside or, or um, the strangest situation where a 70-yard run play hurts you with Sir right. Roger. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but the that, that really is the one thing that's been consistent that I've noticed from last year to this year mm-hmm. is allowing big plays and not creating big plays. Yeah. And, and I even thought I even thought this team may have had a turning point last year or sorry last week with in the Texas game because the offense for the first time since they since I feel like Yost and uh, Wells have been here it felt like it was clicking like it was looking how they wanted it to look and it was doing what it what they wanted it to do and so I just figured that would just continue against the worst a worse Kansas State team and like I said you get shut out in the first half which after what we watched two Saturdays ago now against Texas I don't I don't want to see how that happens <laughs> like, because it, you could, it would be easy to say, Oh, well, your backup quarterback was in after three plays or whatever, but I thought the offense was better when Columbia was in. So I, I don't know how to square those two games. You know, you score 49 really because your defense, your special team scored one and then you score, what was it? What did we score Saturday? 20, 21. 21. Yeah. 21. I just, don't, I don't see, I don't see how that happens. Yeah, we had it was, we kind of got Houston Baptist in a way, um, just in terms of we we have six drives inside their 40 40 yard line, and score 14 points out of them, right. which is almost I think they had eight and 14, and they had five drives like that, and they scored 24, which is right. not, which is it's much better, it's much better than we did, but um, yeah, no, I, I sent you, I mean, they had a a, a walk on like kind of deep safety. Yeah. Uh, he came and I think he blocked the punt, but he also whiffed badly on a couple plays like Xavier White's long touchdown yes. run. Oh yeah. He was, uh, he, could, he was not in he, the same universe as Xavier White on that yeah. run. He's just a guy that I thought we would have a chance to really like go after. Kind of like teams do against Liggett. Like they find him and yeah, throw against them. But I still think, you know, like they never really had an answer for, uh, as a comma, I, I didn't think, no. and in terms of just either covering him or tackling him, right? Um, but it's not like we were, were able to exploit it a ton. He had one that on the one, third and like four, like you know, it comes like a back shoulder type thing. Oh yeah, that Columbia that just kind of threw up. That was uh, you can't stop that really. No. But, but we didn't see I, that. I mean, it was, and part of it to me is you know, Kansas State does a good job of not letting your offense get into rhythm because they have the ball for a long time. Right, and, no, that's another part of it, yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I watched the game with my, my brother-in-law, Will McKay. He was in Lubbock. And, you know, when we, we got down 14 nothing, and I, we were talking like, you know, we may get the ball four more times, you know. Like, we've got right. to – we have to score. Um, you know, and the game sped up, obviously, after, in the second half. But it, it's just one of those things where I, since – uh, Wells and Yost have been here. I haven't felt like you could rely on the offense to do anything a second time. You know, you, you do one thing one week and you think, okay, well now I can count on this. I can hang my hat on this. And then it's almost like it's not even tried the next week. And I don't, I don't know why that is. And it was, I guess what might be kind of strange about it is when, if you look at, okay, to me, this is, I don't know how anyone can disagree with this, but pers- the percentage of times that you score a touchdown and the percentage of times that you punt the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can take out points scored. This is, this is going to be way better, right? right? You can eliminate noise from the number of possessions in a game. You can eliminate a whole lot of, a whole, you know, situational stuff that right. impacts points. But, yeah. um, you know, we are, if you, if you look at things like that, you know, we're, we're like the third 
third most likely to score a touchdown, third least likely to punt right. offense in yeah. uh, three games. And we've played um, – it's not like we've played the easiest schedule out of, out of anybody in the conference. And so it's, it's just – but when you look at things like percentage of plays over 50 yards, we're the worst, right? right. Or, or percentage of plays over 20 yards, we're only Kansas really and, and Baylor are below us. Right. Uh, and so kind of the same issue, right? Um, needing yeah. to – And I can't and – I, and I can't see why that is. And, and maybe you disagree with me, but, like, it's not like – I don't think it's a talent issue. Like, I look – me again like I said me and Will were watching this uh the game and we started thinking who in the Big 12 would you trade skill positions with running backs receivers tight ends that's not a, I don't think it's a long but, list no and it, so to me though that, that that particular in the Big 12 it's almost like like I like you know big kind of a golf guy mm-hmm. it's almost like um there's a there's a certain group of guys who are just so long off the tee that um, trying to say that the 10th worst one out of this group, the difference between him and the first guy is so small, mm-hmm. it's almost irrelevant. And right. so in terms of like having good skill guys and that putting you over the top in, the, in this conference, it just doesn't really move the needle that much because right. the drop off, like you could probably switch around the skill guys at every team, and the records would be the same. The, the, yeah, the, the yeah. likelihood of so and so winning or the other team winning is not going to be changed that much. Right. It's really how you match up can match up against the having really good skill guys, or if you just don't have it at all, like maybe Kansas has in the past, or, uh, or potentially maybe Baylor this year in terms of just being able to like leverage their the, the guys they have because they do have some. Thornton and some other guys but yeah uh, yeah so that's kind of my thought there is that I'm not sure we are at the top I would agree with you like when healthy our top like Vasher Isakama and Carter there's about as good as it gets in the conference. Coons has been good if we just want to throw tight ends in there I mean I think he's he's been underutilized but he's been everything that he needs to be yeah I mean like OU is running out Bob Stoops' son at slot. Like, I think you were the one who pointed that out. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it, it just doesn't make sense why this offense isn't more explosive. And maybe it's scheme. I mean, that's the only thing. Is it, is it execution? Is it quarterback? Is it scheme? And I guess – Well, you – based be, on, our, on the success rate, you would – you can pretty easily argue we are executing. I mean, yeah, when, true, if on first yeah. down, we're getting five yards. And on second down, if it's second and eight, we're getting seven. I mean, yeah. or six – you would think we would be, but it's kind of what we were talking about. Every single thing needs to go right to, to end up converting those types of possessions. Whereas, if you're not getting those explosive plays. Right. Whereas, yeah. Like, you know, that's, I think we may have just solved it. And I didn't, ex- <laughs> I, I didn't expect to do that going into this, but I think that's the deal. Is any, and, you know, my first year being an offensive coordinator, it was one of those deals where we, it was the first year in a new scheme. And so, we were basically, you know, relying on a lot of just individual talent and we didn't have a ton of it. So it was just like, unless everything goes perfectly right, the, the most this will be is like a five-yard run, you know, unless somebody just right. makes an amazing play or, you know, a five-yard pass. And the, the more you go, like, you know, the next year and then the next year, it's one of those deals like, well, now they, now they were more comfortable in the offense. And so they, there was more – there was less thinking and more just kind of maneuvering on the fly and more guys making plays. And, and it's almost one of those deals where, like, I didn't have to call a perfect game because, you know, if I knew if I called this play, our running back may break it for 50. Right. And I don't think other than, you know, Sir Roderick's run against Texas, which may have actually been bad, you don't Perfect. see a lot. Yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of those plays where it's it's like, well, this is just a simple play that's going to bust for six, you know. And and I, th- I really think that's – I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think that's what the issue is, is that Yost basically has to call a perfect game. Bowman or Columbia has to throw a perfect game because – we can't score without having a 15, 12 play drive. And I just don't think that's sustainable. And well, and, and I think, so the theory probably is Bowman throwing a perfect, like you're describing it as a perfect game. Um, the level of difficulty of our plays is probably really low. Yeah, like, oh, definitely. You know, we're talking about these just 
these routes that are we, – we very, very rarely throw the ball farther than five yards down the field yeah. unless it, we're, like, literally trying to score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, we're it's never really like one read. Right. We, cut, we take half the field half – the, yes. half the field is a bubble or now, and the other yeah. half is a one read. Thing. I mean, it's very simple kind of stuff. And so that's what – you know, we're able to execute at a high level. And I look at – I kind of shake my head because I, I'll go back and forth when I see people talking about the offense being a problem. Because I'm looking at touchdown rate. Oh, there's, yeah. there's UT and OU, 47%, yeah. 43%. And then we're right below them, 38.5%. And yeah. punt rate, only OU is punting less frequently than us per possession. And they're so, into in the conference too. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And UT's right behind them, they're one and one. But, so yeah. it's, it's a strange thing. We're getting destroyed in like field position. Right. Which is, and, and of course, we're talking, there's been two or three games played. Yeah. And so it's you know, really hard to draw conclusions from. A whole, from a whole lot of this but um it's just we are grading out really really well offensively yeah. but we're not necessarily scoring as much points as maybe you would expect to see right given what we look like on paper right and i think that has to come back to to a, two things the first one is just it's kind of like i said earlier i don't know if we have an identity on offense there's not something that you can because the o-line has not been good so it can't it's not one of those things where you can say like well if we're in a pinch we're going to run the ball which i thought we may be able to do going into this year but it's that's not there and so well, we did last week right yeah it's almost one of those deals where yost doesn't know what's going to be it this week is it going to be slinging it outside is it going to be seams you know is it going to be serotic on the ground and so we go through these lulls you know most of the time though it's between the second and third quarter where we have this lull where we punt three or four times in a row this game we started the game that way and so I almost wonder if it's one of those where we're so inconsistent and Yost has to almost game plan around I got to figure out what's going to work before we can really get into it which may lead to some of those you know scoring chances being lower than they should be I don't know I'm just kind of thinking on the fly there just trying because like you said it doesn't make sense why we're not scoring more points and, and I think what you were saying is that well, if you have if you go three and out and you have a 15 play touchdown drive 15 plays were good and three were bad you're gonna have a high success rate right and so there is an element of that to our offense of if you get the first first down and I, uh, Wells quoted a number early last year uh, in a press conference, but he was using like some Utah state numbers, but yeah, it was some percentage. Like when we get a first down, we score this many right. times. And oh, it was yeah. a super yeah. high. Yeah. It was like, I want to say 60 or 70% of the time. Mm -hmm. And of course we had two drives. Uh, I think maybe the Bowman drives where we did gain a first down and ended up punting uh, against Kansas state, but that's probably, an element to why we look so good on paper is because it's there's some feast or famine yeah that's uh, a good point and what but, and then but real quick for the maybe what's causing a lack of explosive plays is we're not uh, i think we're leaning on protecting our tackle our offensive line I mean, yeah. we've played and this is another problem with our team um relative to the other teams in this conference is they have uh at these certain positions that in the big 12 are just really important, like pass rusher, right? Yeah. We, yeah. It seems like, especially the first couple of teams we played have some of the best, if not the best, like the guy for Iowa state and Osai for UT, yeah. maybe the best two in the conference, yes. but this, those uh, stills guys at West Virginia might have something to say too, but yeah, it seems true. like everybody, those two guys at Kansas state were really good. They were getting after it. And I mean, there were times too, where it wouldn't even, I mean, card was so bad. And, and that kind of was leading me to what I wanted to ask. Like, what do you think comparing what you've seen out of Bowman up till now and then the, the half, or I guess the majority of the game you saw out of Columbia, what, like, how, do you, how do you grade those two? Which, like, which one do you want to see behind uh, the on Saturday? Yeah, I'm not really – I don't have an opinion either way. I, whoever, yeah. whoever we roll out there – I'm just going to assume that our coaches aren't sabotaging us and they're playing the guy that gives them the best – that they think gives us the best chance of winning. Do you but, think – don't you think Columbia's running ability – this is the only thing, because I, I agree with you. It's just the, that cloud defense that I see, or that Iowa State runs, it just seems like would lend itself to a guy who can scramble for four or five yards if 
nothing else is there is my only yeah. caveat to that. No, for sure. And I, I, no, that makes sense. And so it's interesting before the game, before the Kansas state game, Yost, I think he essentially predicted what was going to happen. He said, they're going to give us a lot of run box. They're going to give us a lot of boxes where we're going to run more yeah. than we normally would. And I thought, and my, what I'm thinking is, yeah, that makes sense because they, I didn't think they could tackle us our, yeah. like our receivers. So they right. would be like, they, showed they couldn't, you know, more resources out to trying to yeah. disrupting those little five yard, all our RPOs and the little quick stuff and allowing, and that's why like, we're just knifing Xavier White looks like, he's parting the red sea and then there's yeah. a six foot one walk on white guy standing between him and the end zone yes and and so like for to me this this next game is just totally opposite and, and after the words chris Kleiman was saying he was like yeah man when we played pass they ran it and yeah. when we played run they threw it and that was yeah. the problem in the second half and he was like and that's why tech is so hard to defend because they're it's tempo and however you line up they're just going to – You can, I mean, both teams could declare what they're going to do before the play, and it wouldn't matter right. to some extent. Well, Iowa State is kind of like they're just dare you – they'll just show you a box that looks good to run on every yeah, play. it's like a five-man they box. Just and so, yeah. so um, and last year I think we kind of wanted to – or tried to call their bluff and just – we ran it a lot. And we ran – I think we ran the ball really well against them. I mean, that was – last year was the best a Texas Tech team has played against a Matt Campbell team. I mean, and they they beat us badly. Too. Yes. And this, so going to the uh, the like the total and the spread, the total is, I think some might think surprise. It's lower than it was against Kansas State. And right. Kansas State's like this, not a particularly good offense, and they like just deflate the ball. And there's like you know eight possessions in the game, and you yeah. think a really low total. And here is Iowa State's a lower total, and it's probably because of what we're we're talking about. They're going to make us. They're going to keep everything in front. Well, Yost is pretty rigid. I mean, like, yeah, that's it's our it's who we are. It's a yeah. it is our identity. Actually, it's it's running the ball and doing these little quick game and making making the defense kind of ratchet down and get tight and opening you know making things easier on the quarterback. Yeah, and if they're not going to do that, if they're not going to tighten down on you to stop what we do, we're just going to do it. Yeah, but the problem is Iowa State's really really good at what they're doing. It's kind of got a lot of elements to our basketball defense where yeah. it's like we are shoving the same thing down their throat that yeah. the baseline drive and like the counter to what they're doing we just practice it all the time and even though like what they're doing should work we're, we're ready for it and right. that's kind of what Iowa State has done to us in the past and Will yeah. said or Yo said TCU was doing some things that we did last year and we do everybody does a lot of what we do but and he said Iowa State was defending it differently than the way they defended us last year. And but he did acknowledge like, you know, TC's not quite as heavy with the RPO bubble now stuff that we are. So he anticipates they may go back to what they were doing versus us last year, which was that three man front, everybody back, those linebackers just crashing down and making plays in the run game. And those the same with like their corners, um, just disrupting you know, just sitting on it, basically. Even though they're so far back, it, it, our read is run the ball or throw it out there. Yeah. But, so, we'll see. I, I'm anticipating uh, a low-scoring game for, yeah. for that reason. And I, I also think we're going to score. Like, the way they're, the they're going to defend us will make it fairly easy for us to have long drives where we're just going down the field. Mm -hmm. and, and even if it's like Columbia, like you said, running for four or five yards. Yeah. And they might just kind of dare us, like, can you capitalize? We'll give you, like, four or five of these drives where if, if you can go 15 plays down the field, so be it. But even if you do that, will that be enough? Yeah. And, Especially so. if you don't have a kicker. Right. Well, and, and that's the deal, too, is that's why I always hated playing them, especially when Pat was the quarterback, is because – or, excuse me, his mom does – according to Twitter, his mom does not like Pat. So, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, he – there would be a lot of times, especially in Cliff's offense, where we'd have, you know, crossers running wide open, especially against Iowa State. But Pat Patrick was always – Mahomes was always looking for the deep ball. And and it's just like Iowa State tests your discipline. Like, are you disciplined enough to take what we get, give you every single time? And if you're not, you're going to get behind the chains and you fall right into their hands. And I, and I thought 
Jet did a pretty decent job of that once he settled in the game last year because last year was one of those games where it, it, so many games were like this is Iowa State jumped out to like a 24 nothing lead or 17 or something yeah. like that. And, you know, we just kind of tried to claw back the whole game. And so I, I almost think that if, you know, whoever starts, Bowman or Columbia can just take what's there. And if nothing's there and it's Columbia, take off for three or four yards. Again, we might sustain a drive, whether we finish it or not. I mean, that's that's a whole other issue. And, you know, it's not like they're taking away the explosive plays that we've had <laughs> going into this game. So yeah, no, that, we have not been relying on that. Right. It's it, Yeah, because we haven't been relying on it, maybe that's a kind of a plus. Going yeah. into this game, that, that it's something that they take away, that they do Think well, it's taken away, and it's really not going to affect us because it's – we can't yeah. do it. Not part of our offense. Yeah, that that might be something to look into. The thing that worries me the most is, you know, is the thing that made Baylor so good last year was that they could rush three or they could leave three in the box, but they were going to win most of the time, even with three, three on five. And I'm afraid that whoever's playing that left tackle spot is going to be a liability. And so they may win – they may win that matchup anyway, even though it's a running box, even though it's three on five, I'm, I'm just afraid that they're going to win that matchup and which makes playing them even tougher and why they're so good at what they do. No, we're going to have to overcome that. I mean, that's something yeah. we're going to be disadvantaged in that area pretty much every game the rest yeah. of the way. Yeah. The thing too that stood out to me is, and I don't know if this is anything to you, but Purdy, and again, Purdy always plays us really well but he has not looked like the guy I thought he would look like coming into this year. And maybe it's because I can't get that play against TCU out of my head. When did you see that one where he was getting sacked and just threw it straight to a TCU line or defensive lineman who was like five yards behind the line of scrimmage. You know, I just, he's making decisions that I I just, I'm just kind of like, really? Okay. And I, I even thought he had a few against Oklahoma that, his giant tight ends ended up playing giant DB against, but I just, he doesn't seem like the same dude. Yeah. I mean, their offense has not been you know great on paper, but from like a points per drive, it's right there with ours. Right. So, you know, we, uh, you know, like available yards rate, you know, there's a, if you're at the 20 and there's 80 yards to go until you score and you get 60 yards and kick a field goal, then you got 75% of the available yards. Or Kansas State, when they block the punt, their 20-yard drive was 100%. Kind of right. rewards you for even if you have short short field, if you score a touchdown, you get the full credit. Right. Um, you know, we, we, are, we gained 62% of available yards this year, which is third in the conference. Mm-hmm. And Iowa State, 48%, which is like down there in, in the Baylor uh, – range not not very good yeah but points per drive their output is the same as ours that's ridiculous so that's but from that that's not you know like I think in years past I would say it was a lot better probably because Purdy was playing better right I mean one thing I mean I'm looking at their you know their box score from Oklahoma you know Brees Hall rushed 28 times for 139 yards you know like I think they just decided this is what this is going to be our game plan. We're going to give it to him thirty times and just try to stay in this thing, you know. And I know our game last year. No, sorry, against Oklahoma. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, last week we we actually contained him last yes. year. Yeah, they, they. I think he had one long, yeah. long run. It was like he had. Run. Didn't he have like a? Uh, he had a long catch too, if I remember right, like down the sideline. Yeah, I just specifically remember from that game is. We actually played the run really well, but on paper it looked kind of bad because he had he just busted this like long right. option play or something. Um, but apparently, if you listen to Patterson, he's just like a completely different uh, running back. He's gained like thirty pounds or something, is what yeah. Patterson. Said. Yeah, somebody said like quarantine. He just turned into an animal. I heard somebody saying that. Um, you know, everybody's going to ask, "How are we going to cover those tight ends?" And oh. and I don't know if I don't know if anybody can. <laughs> Including. Yeah, well, he said, he said, you know, last year we just didn't have the personnel to to do it. Yeah. We didn't have the size, and sounds like it'll be Morgan Stern, which uh, primarily, which is yeah. I mean, we at least have somebody to. It wouldn't shock me if Monroe. Would, matches. I would. I would like to see Monroe on one, just because he he is big for his position, and you know, you know, obviously a lot, he's on a lot of people's bad list after that play 
on Saturday, yeah. but you know, it's like you pointed out, he's played basically every defensive snap and that's yeah. the one bad one you can really remember, you know? So I think, you know, you have, <clears throat> it wouldn't shock me if you see McPherson on him. It wouldn't shock me if you see, like you said, Morgan Stern. It wouldn't shock me if I thought Jeffers did okay with him. Jeffers was really physical with him last year, and it, which may draw a holding or whatever, but that's better than a touchdown. And so, right. you know, I'd like to see what all those linebackers could do against them, really. Um, but, I mean, that's just going to be – just because of how bad it was last year, that's going to be, you know, I think what everybody's wondering is what's your plan for those tight ends. And, I mean – I don't think anybody in the conference who plays them is going to have a good plan for them. No. However, I mean, some people have had some success defending yeah. them. So whether we can replicate is a different story, but I, I'm more, I, I think event, we will see a game where our defense kind of puts it together and also doesn't have uh, all kinds of stuff happen to them, like from a, a punt getting blocked right. standpoint or from a, our offense. Um, Sometimes when our offense plays well, it hurts the defense. Like when, when we have – when our offense has 18 possessions in a game, like right. we did last year versus Oklahoma State, it's just going to be hard to play good defense on paper when you have to defend the other team 18 times. Right, yeah. Uh, so there will be a game, I think, like a, the uh, like two, 2018 TCU or, or whenever we beat them 17 to 14, where it just kind of sets up where the defense plays well, nothing horrible happens. Uh, from from like a special team stand, offense standpoint, and our offense really isn't playing very well or having to have long sustained possessions like we might Saturday, and the defense ends up uh, playing you know really really everybody's kind of looking like wow you know how do we do this and right. so I think eventually there will be a game like that hopefully Saturday yeah that would be the that would be the recipe I think I think you you're right on that if you, I don't think you're gonna win I don't think you're gonna be in Iowa State forty five to forty or whatever I I don't I think if you score 45, I think you're probably feeling pretty good. Um, but the chances of that happening to me just seem low. And, and that's something that I think is the problem with the offense and the defense and honestly, the special teams, which, so this is just the problem with the team is like I said, with the offense, there's nothing you can count on. So like, if you need the offense to score, I don't feel good about it. If I need the defense to get a stop, I don't feel good about it. If I need the special teams to recover an onside kick, I don't feel good about it. It's like they can do these things, but then when it really matters, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have confidence in that happening. Yeah. And yeah, I think some people, you know, some of my buddies, well, obviously most of my friends are tech fans. And it's kind of like the question is how does this like happen to us all the time? Just in terms of um, the close like losses. Saying, if, if they need us, the other team needs to score to win the game. It seems like we give it up. Yeah. Or if, um, if we've got a chance to score kind of in our last possession to either win the game or maybe ice it, it seems like we don't. And uh, I think there is a whole lot of kind of randomness and luck to that, but it's also bad teams don't come back as easily and bad teams give up are more prone to giving up a touchdown late. And so it might, it might have nothing to do with like, well, this coach is bad in this situation. Um, or just from like a game management or like these players just don't know how to play in this situation. It's really, it might just be when you're not very good or, or as the other team, or you, you maybe have some, some problems in specific areas. Uh, these things tend to happen more often. So, and I'm kind of talking from like a looking back, like the last, even right. beyond this current staff yeah. right. uh, from that sense of not like being able to score. When, um, that's kind of been, an issue it's a like combination of bad luck and us not being good so it's more likely to happen to us right I still I still think though when you're talking about just this specific season mm -hmm. we it's really like you know you flip a couple plays around and we're 0 and 3 and you flip a couple plays around and we're 3 and 0 yeah and there's just nothing fundamentally different about the team the coaching staff like right. our fan base Chris level like we're all everyone's the same the, exactly who we are yeah. now would be you know, nothing would be different except the tone in the articles you know that like Don Williams is writing right that's there is an element to that that as someone who like gambles on football mm -hmm. I can't help but look at tech like I would any other team 
mm-hmm. as someone I would either be wanting to bet on or bet against. And that, you know, I would have those feelings about tech where if, if it was Texas A&M, I would right. still be thinking to myself, well, that, you know, they're not, they could be three and oh, and if they were three and oh, I'd be looking at them like that team could be oh and three. They're not yeah. as good as they really, as the record indicates. But. Right. Do you, do you think that at some point, like if it continues is more than just bad luck? Like, cause that's, that's my point is like, I, if, if I look at the film objectively going into last week, like I picked like a 17 point tech win and I, and I still stand by that. Like if you look at the film, that's what makes sense. But it's almost like, is there at some point a tech factor in this? Like, why, why isn't the film living up to what it should be on Saturday? Kind of what I was talking about earlier, in the, like, look, going back years and years and like grouping them all together, I think there is both elements of bad luck and elements of us not being very good. And yeah. So when you're not very good, bad things are prone to happen. Right. Or, or other teams are prone to score on you. Uh, if we're talking about like just this season, um, when you get a punt blocked and you and you can't score in, in the red zone and you uh, never win the turnover battle or the other team doesn't have any, it's just going to be really hard to win. Even if you the other 95% plays that are in the game, you win like most of those or, or a vast majority of those. Yeah. Um, so for this specific team, I don't think there's anything like magical – from prior seasons that's like impacting them yeah. in terms of like, I don't think on the last drive, they're like, Oh my God, you know, in 2015, <laughs> on a tipped pass, the whole stadium erupted thinking the game was over and the guy's like on the ground. I just right. like, that's just insane. I think that's very strange to, to right. believe in like that kind of like, we are just, you know, plagued or, or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Now, it's hard to look, you know, you look at the, you look at what's happened and it's like, sure seems like it, right? Like why, it's kind of a why, why is this happening to yeah. us only type thing. But unfortunately there's a hundred, I don't know how many football programs there are and a handful of them are going to have a whole lot of bad things happen to them in a row. Yeah. And that might be us. Yeah. And that's my argument when, when everybody's getting so mad at, you know, Wells for decision-making or Yost or Patterson, it's like go read go read the tweets from any school that played a game that day and you're gonna like if you're gonna want a perfect a coach to make every perfect in-game decision you need to find a you need to get out of sports because that's just never gonna happen and and it's just one of those deals it's like you said you know if if one play goes differently in that texas game we're not talking about like how did not how did wells not know what down it was when he called that timeout you know it, and we're not questioning all these decisions you know i'm not sitting here wondering like what, why is Yost not attacking Kansas State from the get-go? You know, why, why, did, why did he wait to the second half to do that? And so, you know, it's just one of – it's just like you said, it's just football happens, and it does seem like it happens to us, but there's just no way that is actually the case. It's We're just not a very good – we haven't been a very good team for a while. Yeah, our, our margin is just so slim. Yeah, right? that's a good way to put it. The margin yeah. is slim, yeah. But it's like that for a lot of people, and so – you know, we, I think the close games thing or the one-score record in one-score games, like Chris Beard, his first year, we lose a lot of close yeah. games. And people would ask him the same questions that, that Wells gets asked. And, and Beard would make it a point in his response to say, no, like, we are not focused on winning close games. We are yeah. not trying to win close games. Winning close games, like, is not on our mind. We are, you know, we are just trying to put ourselves – in the best position to win a close game by playing the right way. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, we're, we're not results oriented. It's about the process. Mm-hmm. If the shot goes in, we don't care. Was it a good shot is what we're, yeah. we're worried about. Right. And so I think that that logic is something that applies to anything really, where there's yeah. a lot of random things that can happen to impact like the end result to, to make it look like something different than what actually happened. And um, so from, that standpoint, that's all we can do. Yes. Yeah. Put ourselves in the best position to win close games. Yeah. And sometimes it, when it comes to, like, all you need to do is recover an onside kick and you win a close game, I think a lot of people would say you put yourself in a pretty good position to win a close game. Right. Yeah. So I, it's a – there's a fine line there, and I'm kind of – coaching can only do so much. Yeah. You know, once the ball's kicked. Right. 
it's really the, the, the buttons they can push can only change what's going to happen so much. It's yeah. just play, somebody's going to go make the play or, or on our team or somebody on, on is going to do make the play on their team. Yeah. There are some situations, however, right, like the last play of the game in Kansas State where I think Patterson said 65 out of 66 plays, we were in the right alignment in terms of matching up with him. Mm-hmm. And on that play, the, the most important play of the game, arguably, was when they caught us. And it's just that that is, um, I don't know if I want to say troubling, but um, that part of the game, I guess, you know, it's, that's a maybe a sign that we did not put ourselves in the best position to win a close game. Because right. when it mattered, we didn't have ourselves, we didn't have the right matchup. And we, if, if we, if we could have we screwed up 10 other times in a, in a less leveraged situation and right. maybe won the game if we'd, yeah. have, if we'd have done it correctly on that play. And I don't know about you, but like when I saw Deuce Vaughn motioning out and I've watched who was going to go cover him I started screaming at my tv and I got I'm sure you did too like this is not going to end well if they plan on throwing the ball to him and so you know Patterson was too so it's you know yeah like you said it's just I don't know if troubling is the right word but it's just like why like let's get that decision let's let's make that mistake earlier let's not make it at the one third down that we have to stop and, and I would have felt better if our if the response to it was no, that was exactly what we wanted to do. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're blocking five guys. They have a freshman quarterback in. It's yeah. the, we're trying to force the issue right then. Okay. And we so we rushed six and said if this if this freshman can get this pass off and it's on time and it's on target, they win the game. And, and they were did. and they, they were won. helped by like to me that 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 is something I can live with. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a terrible call no, that's what i would have called because bottom line who do we have that would be able to cover exactly in that nobody state, in that yeah you'd have to double him you'd have to have somebody on his outside somebody on his inside they were also helped because they were they were able to uh literally wrap tony bradford up by the waist from behind and so that helps i didn't see that did uh what well, do you have any I, I can't get over the targeting and i hate to bring it up again but do you have any logic as to why, especially the one on Xavier White, when he was being held up and the guy literally lowered his head into his head? I just, I, just, yeah, I don't know if you have anything that can make me feel better as to why that's not targeted. No, no, I, I can't. I don't know anything about refereeing. Or, uh, I just <laughs> – I don't think they do either. When they, yeah. But, okay, well, I keep going to some, I, I keep going to anyone for just comfort and knowing. I mean, the only thing, I guess, the court, when we hit the quarterback, there maybe is some rule that maybe makes them a little more like they're protected. When you're a running back and you're in the, you know, you're parallel with the guy that's tackling you, I don't think you're as protected maybe, I, but I could be totally wrong about well, that. Well, the only thing that gets me is, like, Pereira came on there and said he lowered his head. If you, if you hit anybody in the, with the crown of your helmet – yeah. No matter where you hit them, that's targeting. So you would think that especially applies when you hit somebody in the head with the crown of your helmet, <laughs> but maybe not. Because Rico right, well, could have killed the guy. I mean, well, Rico, I, really, Rico really could have killed their quarterback. He, he yes, that was, that was much, you know, much less violent than it could have been. Oh yeah, Abs- that that's what drives me nuts about targeting. It's like their guys, like that number seven. There were several times when I thought that's that's a little that's a little much. That's a little much, and he, and and yet you know Rico gets thrown up for hitting a guy in his shoulder, which makes no sense to me. But um, before we get out of here, what do you what what was the last line I saw for this game? Was it twelve and a half? Uh, I'll pull it up if you want to. Yeah, somebody posted on the board like an hour. Twelve and a half. I hadn't looked in, in uh, after seeing it was thirteen. I I thought the opening at Circa was high 14 yeah. and circus again you know those guys they take they put their neck out there and they're like one of the first people to put out a line i call them they're like an originator i mean they, yeah. you know a lot of people look at what they do and kind of go from there and the first couple bets that are made are you know really low limit bets they're not like big dollar bets so yeah. a small bet can move the line and within two minutes of it being 14 they'd already moved it down to 13 and a half yeah, so so twelve and a half now. It looks like the total jumped. So the total is actually now higher. Oh really? A uh, little bit higher than it was that K State one was. That's interesting. Uh, so what are you thinking uh, on that? Like, you know, what? I don't, like last week I had the I had Tech money line and I had which I think 
was a good good play there. I think we had a, a, over a 50% chance of winning that game, even after watching it play out. Yeah. And then I had the first half and game under, which were pretty easily won. Yeah. Uh, and But for this one, I don't really have a – any kind of, I think this is probably these. This is a good line to, yeah. you know, to be honest. Where where it is, sixty four and a half and and minus twelve. It's like implying like a thirty eight to twenty seven or a thirty seven twenty four type game. Which is mm-hmm. like I said, I think we're gonna have three or four possessions. We we will very easily be able to kind of have fifteen low difficulty plays to get us down to about the ten or fifteen, and then they'll they'll kind of tighten up then and. Uh, but we'll have an opportunity to score three or four touchdowns. Yeah. Based on the way they play defense and based on the way we play offense. Yeah. Just and, have to capitalize. And it's just I guess is the name of the can game. Can we capitalize? And then will that even be enough? Right. And to, from their side of it, they're probably thinking that's exactly the way they want the game to be played out because they don't mm-hmm. think if even if we they probably don't think we can capitalize. Yeah. And even if we do, they're probably thinking there's no way that's even going to be enough. Right. They'll score at will almost. Yeah. And that's something I've been, I always try to think about going into like my predictions and it's like, what would tech have to do to win? And, you know, against Kansas state, I was thinking, well, you know, you capitalize on your mismatches. They can't cover you. They can't tackle you. You score a lot of points and they, they don't have the offense to keep up, which I still think, like I said earlier is right, whether it happened or not. You know, I, I go into this Iowa state game and I, I'm trying to think of a way for tech to be successful and I think it's just history. You know, when was the last time that a, <laughs> that Tech has played Iowa State and it's looked good? Okay, it's been a long time. Two so, years ago, I would. It, what's What's weird is that's true. It was really the first bad Bowman game that he's yeah, had. That's true. Weird pitch. Our defense played great. That rascal yeah. David Gibbs. Yes, that's in. right. We had like a defensive touchdown. Yep. Maybe even like a safety. Yeah, we had, well, no, we blocked a punt. Blocked a punt. Leggett. Leggett blocked yeah. a punt. Rico Bowman has, had a safety. Bowman had an intentional grounding in the end zone. I th- and I th- Rico forced a fumble in the end zone. We yeah, might have scored two non-offensive touchdowns. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right. And, I, and I, we had an interception for a touchdown. And it really, I think that was kind of when their defense was like kind of breaking the – people really hadn't figured out what they were doing yeah. at, at that time or they had just started it. Um, but we played – we played well in that game. We, yeah. I think we lost 40 to 31. It was a, we were six point underdogs. They weren't got like, you know, they weren't just this, Oh my God, we're going to play Iowa state yeah. type situation at the time. Um, but we played, okay. I mean, we played better then than maybe we had ever, you know, have since the last 10 years, uh, yeah. four, four or five trips there. Yeah. But that's true. Bowman didn't maybe play. That's, that well. Maybe that's the key. Maybe it's, you got to score a non-offensive touchdown. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying to think. And then how likely is that to happen? I mean, heck, the way Purdy's been playing, it may be more likely than, than I give it credit for. But is there something that you can think of? Like, what, what to you is Tech's path to success? Is it just the capitalizing on those drives? Or is there something yeah. more specific? No, I think, that's, I think that's our best chance of winning is, uh, you know, the, five, the four or five drives that they are likely to allow – where they're kind of just playing conservatively maybe earlier in the game or when they're winning by a touchdown or two mm-hmm. uh, for us to just score touchdowns on those possessions. Yeah. And figure out a way to score maybe from outside the red zone in a situation where they're maybe not playing that way when it, when it, if it becomes kind of a tighter game late and they're yeah. having to, uh, you know, play, play us a little differently. Mm-hmm. That, like that, that's to that's me. Really, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh yeah. You're fine. But at any time I see Vasher or Izukama in single coverage, yeah. I've been yelling at the TV, throw it to him. Like, I haven't seen a corner in this conference that can cover them regularly. And I think it's the same way with Iowa State. If they get out of that cloud defense to send a blitz, I just, I mean, throw it up. That's because, I mean, I think that's how you're going to generate some big plays. And again, maybe it's big play for them, but. I just think there's going to be there's there's going to have to be something that's that you throw out there that's maybe different than what you've been trying. And sorry, I didn't mean I, to I, just, I don't see it. I think we're so rigid offensively. Yeah, oh, I know. Bad thing. I mean, there's a lot of offenses that way. Mike yeah. Leach's offense is that way. Yeah. Like the game we saw, or the the Arkansas uh, Mississippi State game is something yeah. something we saw quite a bit here. Yep. And it's just there are, it's really kind of a lot of really good offenses are this way. Yost is from that tree. 
they uh, they're they're going to line up a certain way, and we're going to to do the same thing over and over because it's <laughs> it's what they're showing. Yes. And so it's it's you know, yeah, kind of our guys versus their guys, uh, so to speak. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that and that's you know that's just what it, that's what it comes down to in a lot of these, and it's just like. You know, that's when you can bring up a lot of ghosts of, I guess, tech football recruiting past and why, you know, why maybe we actually are losing these games more than we like to admit. Um, but that's probably a podcast for a different time. So, Next, um, <laughs> Campbell did say they have 16 seniors. And he, yeah. I don't know what the exact number that they had that they signed out of high school. He said a good, his number was, or his language was a good chunk of them. Yeah. And so we started two seniors i think on saturday that we signed out of high school wow uh, but vasher uh, should pro- you know probably count but I, he didn't start right uh, and so that's yeah. really that's, yeah, that's a good point it's a part of it yeah and he even said that was after he said that after you know they won and he was like they signed with us when we were three and nine or whatever he said and and believed in the the mission that they had and and you know you could obviously it's paid dividends because you know he went what he went like three and nine and then five and seven. And then it's been, you know, nobody wants to play them since. So, you know, not a lot of hope, I guess, going in. but the last time I didn't have very much hope we should have beat Texas. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll come back again. Well, that yeah. line was so, that line was still so bad though. Oh, it's I know. obvious now. I loved your tweet. The, your tweet about like they the, they, the odds makers realize that we had players on scholarship or whatever. Yeah. I'll I'll never I will always bring that up just for the record in terms of like when we're talking about spreads I'll say this is bad you know it was never this bad bad as that one though anything else before we get out of here I don't think so all right man well I appreciate it we'll get you back on here soon and uh you know hopefully we're talking about a win next week hope so thank you everybody for listening to this week um make sure to check out everything we've got uh, on redraidersports.com. I'll be doing my uh, look at the offense, look at the defense from last week, and then my video preview and mailbag, and uh, along with all the other great stuff that's going to be on the site. So go to uh, redraidersports.com and look for that, and uh, we'll see you next week.